Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Supermom University podcast. I am your host, Shauna D. Harrison, and I'm so happy that you're on with me today. As most of you know, I am a mom and I've got four biological kids and four adopted kids. And there's just a bunch of things that you can find out about me in the introduction and about this movement called Supermom University. And I do urge you to go back and take a listen. But right now, I want to jump into today's topic. I know that you guys are just itching and ready to hear about what's going on in our society today and uh, perhaps what direction God would have so many of us as believers to go into. You know, a couple of weeks back, a movie came out called... Um, it was, I guess it's the Barbie movie, right? And, you know, initially I said that I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't really going to give a whole lot of input concerning it. Uh, I have one daughter and then I've got uh, three biological boys and four boys that I call my adopted sons who lived with me while they were in high school. And then of course I've got uh, three godchildren, one son and one godson and one and two goddaughters. And, you know, Barbie is something that we all played with as little girls. And I know that some little boys may have as well. And I had all of the Barbies. I had the Barbie pool party. I had the Barbie townhouse. And I had it, you name it, I had it. I didn't have a collection of Barbies, but of course, you know, it was something that was and is today still a huge part of our society. It's a huge part of growing up, especially for uh, for little girls I know here in North America. And so this movie that came out by Greta Gerwig uh, just a couple of weeks ago has gained so much uh, notoriety. It's gained a lot of attention for its controversy. And uh, I haven't heard a ton of people, although I have heard quite a few, but not a ton of people talking about it from a Christian perspective um, or from even from a pastoral or a prophetic perspective. And, you know, I wasn't going to do an entire uh podcast concerning it, but I do think that it does need to get a little bit of attention, and I'm hoping that you guys will stick with me and hear a little bit of what I found out about the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, maybe this will help you to determine whether you want to see it, and if you have seen it, maybe it will open up your eyes to some things that perhaps you didn't see before. And so we know that it's a kid's movie. Technically, it's a kid's movie. And Barbie was supposed to be um, a kid's movie for, I believe, PG-13. The ironic thing about this, though, is that I've heard, and I've seen a couple of clips from it here and there, and I do have to give the disclaimer that I have not seen the video, but I've heard and I've seen the clips um, that it's very sexual. It's too sexual for children, and it's got a lot of innuendo, sexual innuendo. You know, things like uh, Ken, where Ken attempting to have sex with his quote-unquote girlfriend. And one uh, creator put it this way, it seems like Ken is always trying to have sex or trying to get laid. Um, and there's a lot of sexual in innuendo in the movie as it relates to that. And, you know, you have to wonder if that sort of stuff is going over children's heads or if it isn't. The movie's PG-13, which is interesting because Barbie isn't the type of toy that 
anyone 13 or older would play with. And so I think we have to conclude that Barbie is definitely a movie that was made for everyone. And it really wasn't made specifically just for children, for kids under the age of 13, or kids over the age of 13, and adults included. This movie, there are a couple of things that have been, that were quite disturbing in this movie. I, um, from my uh, sort of research, some of the things that I found out uh, was that Barbie, Dr. Barbie is actually a male in real life and on the movie, he is a transgender male who actually plays a female, a woman, doctor, for the entire movie, for the entire movie. And so I think that that's a little bit, that's a little interesting. Um, one of the comments in the movie that one of the little girls says in the movie, and I think you guys, I want to give you guys the opportunity to judge this on your own and to, and to see what you think about this. But one of the things that she says is, we don't have to be mothers anymore as she slaps, I believe, uh, one of the dolls. Um, we don't have to be mothers anymore as if motherhood is something that we don't want as if motherhood is something that is so far-fetched and such like slave work but it is indeed and i think that most of you would agree with me that motherhood is probably the number one job in the world it is honorable it is a god-given job and um, we have more responsibility than the ceos of top 50 companies, top 100 companies, because we're the ones who are uh, pushing these children out, number one, training them to grow up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and we are the ones who put the product out there. And so when I say the product, I mean the children, the people that literally meet the world, the children that literally ultimately face the world. We're the ones who are pushing out the product and how it how the product comes out whether good or bad it usually goes back to what the parents did what the mom did who the mom was how she parented and so this comment just sort of it threw me for a loop we don't have to be mothers anymore We're, well if we aren't mothers anymore who's going to do the mothering that's what i want to know are we going to turn mother mothering back over to education um, are we going to have daycare providers and teachers being mothers? Uh, we see where that's going with our education system, where teachers are stressed and stretched and told to do so much more than they ever intended on doing. And uh, they can't mother the entire world. They can't do the mothering, although many of them are wonderful mothers and do act as a mother figure throughout the course of the day. Number three, Barberville is, um, is, is good because, this is another comment, because they removed the men and the women are now in charge. And if you remove the men, you get rid of the problems. This is a comment that was made on the actual movie. I'm gonna say it again. It says, Barberville is good. It says, now that the men, the men are removed, the women are in charge. And if you remove the men, you get rid of the problems. This is, again, this is what I want to call feminist propaganda. This is what I want to call um, an LGBTQ plus agenda. And so a society where we have just women running everything and only needing just women, that's a society where identity is ultimately lost where um, procreation is ultimately forgotten about and doesn't happen and 
humanity dies off. That was one of the other comments. And so, um, and this is a, this is another another um, area. Ken is a villain in the movie. Now again, I haven't seen the movie, but I have read over and over and over again, and I've seen and I've listened and I've done a little research. And every one that I listen to says that Ken is the villain in the movie, and that Barbie hates Ken, even though they are supposed to be quote unquote sort of boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, so you know, for just by hearing this and by listening to some of the critics, I think that you know, as mothers and as Christian mothers, as, as Christian, uh, even even if you're not a mother yet, maybe you're going to become a mother. I would have to say, and I think that I speak on behalf of quite a few of you, is that I'm not buying what Mattel is selling. Mattel used to be this company that we invited into our homes quite readily. They were in charge of just about all of the games, all of the toys. We bought the games. We bought the toys. But now it looks like Mattel has completely co-signed on this movie. And they have turned, well, I shouldn't even say they've turned Barbie into um, a political figure. Barbie's always been a political figure. Um, and quite honestly, most movies that are made in America and have been made in America over God only knows how many years already have had a political and spiritual bent to them. They have a political bent to them where um, it seems that Hollywood is attempting, attempting to make you believe that what they push out is what you should be living. And we have to ask ourselves the question over and over again, uh, is this an attempt on Mattel's part and anyone that's partnering with Mattel as well as, well as Greta Gerwig uh, and the LGBTQ plus community? Is it, a, is it an attempt on their part to continue to push garbage down the throats of our children, our young adults, uh, our millennials, and even families, entire families, to make them believe uh, the garbage that they're pushing out. And I always say this, that dripping water on a rock will make a hole eventually in the rock. Dripping water on a rock is definitely going to, to eventually make a hole in the rock. And so, even though they say that Barbie is for everybody and men should be banished in this society, it's an ironic uh, sort of juxtaposition that there's this sort of no walls or no walls in Barbieville or Barberville. Um, they sort of try to push out to make it look like there's it's this sort of transparent, sort of fun, upbeat community where nothing has one particular, um, and I want to give credit one particular um, uh, one particular uh, creator that talked about the Gnosticism in this movie. And if you know anything about Gnosticism, Gnosticism is sort of like an offshoot of Christianity from the second century. And the thing that it teaches is that humans are sort of divine, that we've got our own divinity, and that we can become equal to God through enlightenment and through knowledge. And the trick about Gnosticism that you need to be very careful concerning, and you see it threaded all throughout this movie, is that we have our own divinity, that we can be Christ-like, 
that we can all be a type of Christ. And even though I'm putting the title Gnosticism on this, if you look deeper into Hinduism, if you look deeper into Buddhism, if you look deeper into many of the religions of the world that um, push, you know, becoming more divine, most of them teach that you can have a Christ-like nature. You can become like Christ. Now, Christianity, in Christianity, we do talk about, well, I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more like Christ. But we also understand that we have a uh, helper, and his name is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. We also understand that, although we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, that we aren't tapping into um, this sort of uh, teacher because the Jesus of Gnosticism is very different from the Jesus of the Bible. It's not the true biblical Jesus. If you look a little deeper into this idea of what Gnosticism is, even though we say it's an offshoot of Christianity, you immediately think that, oh, well, this must be Christianity, but it isn't. It's not Christianity. And so it's more of uh, where it became an offshoot and Satan really took over this whole idea. Greta Gerwig, who is the creator, the director, the um, producer of this movie, grew up. She went to Roman Catholic High School, but she grew up as a Unitarian, um, Unitarian Universalist. She grew up, she was raised in this uh, religion that had many iterations, you know, God was, you know, there are many iterations of God, of you can get to God in, in many ways. Um, they pull from many ideologies and many religions. In other words, you can pretty much choose and craft and create your God. That's what universalism is. Universalist Unitarianism is. A Unitarian Universalism is. And it's a quite, a, it's an interesting thing because it so aligns with Gnosticism because Gnosticism tells us that Satan himself is the one who teaches us, that he really isn't a bad guy. He really isn't this, this awful person or this awful uh, sort of being. Uh, but we know in the Bible that Satan wanted to be like God, right? We know that. We see that. He wanted to be God. He wanted to sit on the throne. He wanted God's praise. And so in Gnosticism, um, it teaches that Jesus, God, the creator of the universe really is the one who is, um, you know, the cause of sin. He is the sort of instigator of sin. He caused it all. Um, and that he wants us to be sort of trapped in this uh, world of sin where we're just kind of running around in circles and we need a savior. Um, and without him, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of doomed and that's how he wants it. And that Satan is the real enlightener. He is the one who really teaches us. He's the one who brings um, the, the knowledge to become Christ-like. It's a really dangerous thing. Um, and so even as I look at Barbie and I look at this movie, you know, as moms, you know, one of the first things I think is that I think it's such a safe thing to do, um, the thing that my husband and I did while our children were growing up. There wasn't any movie that we went to see uh, that we didn't go watch it first. One of us had to go and watch it first. Not only did we go and watch it first, but we also pulled up 
a particular website called Plugged In, and I believe it's by Focus on the Family. It's still very relevant today, but it's called Plugged In, and it gives you a breakdown of all of the sexual activity, if any, every curse word. It gives you um, all of the spiritual uh, components and juxtapositions of, you know, what this person may represent and what that person may represent in a movie. It's an excellent site. And so as we're navigating this as moms and even as, you know, as um, fathers that may listen to this, if you're deciding, I really think it's important, even though the movie and future movies may say that they're directed and geared to children, I think that we're in a day and time now where we no longer just have to go and watch uh, superhero movies or movies that are PG-13 or uh, for our children. Um, but if the movie isn't G-rated, you know, um, there are going to be some times when you've got to go and watch that movie. You're going to have to spend the extra to see the movie or just wait until it comes out at home before you can allow your children to see it. And, you know, for some people, this may seem like it's outlandish. It may seem like it's just too much, but we only get one chance with our kids. We only get one opportunity to get it right. We only get one opportunity to um, to uh, do all of the things that God has called us to do in their lives. Uh, you know, parenting is probably one of the hardest jobs on the planet. And being a mother, I would say, is uh, harder than you know anything that I've ever done. Being a mom is probably brought me the most joy than anything I've ever done. And if I have to look back and, you know, say anything, I would say to every mom listening to this, and I hope you made it this far, I hope you stayed and listened with me, is that, you know, sometimes we we can say to ourselves, oh, it's okay, and we can make light of a situation, but there isn't anything like looking back and saying, I regret that I did this or I regret that I did that. And, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. But I want to encourage you to just, you know, be uh, strong in your, in, your, um, in your convictions. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Be strong in your convictions. If you have a check in your spirit about something, go the extra mile and make sure that um, that it's okay. Go the extra mile and make sure that um, whatever it is that you, you know, you had to make the decision about is going to be the right decision. In this day and time, as we're living in the last days, there's just so much that we can put on the line. There are so many things that we can um, protect and shield our children from, while all at the same time not putting them in a box and protecting them so much that they'll be unable to focus and function um, once they hit the real world. That's not what we want. But we want to move in wisdom. And I just believe that, you know, Proverbs says that wisdom is the principal thing. And moving in wisdom is just the most important move to make in this day and time. And so if I can encourage you, um, as it relates to Barbie, watch it first yourself if you haven't seen it yet. And then you decide if you want your elementary age children to watch it, your middle age children to watch it. Chances are, if they have a smartphone, they're going to be exposed to a lot of that anyway. If they're in public school, they're going to be exposed to a lot of it. 
And then whatever you decide, have the conversations, have lots of conversation about it, have the Bible studies about it, have all of the talks about it, explain to them, talk with them, so that it isn't something that is a topic where they're going to leave your house and then they're going to learn someone else's point of view on it. Let them learn and know what God's point of view is about it. Let them learn and know what your point of view is concerning it. And just trust God and believe and know that he's got your children covered. Know that he's giving you wisdom. Know that He, you're the mom that he created for those kids. And just trust and believe that your wisdom walk. Trust him. Submit all of your plans to the Lord. Give everything to him and know that he's going to help you and make sure that your children are raised well. You may not always do it perfectly, you may not always do it right, but really, um, if we just trust in God, I just believe that it all works out in the end. Well, I love you guys, and I hope to see you next time here on the Supermom University podcast. And for those of you that don't know, I have another podcast called the Live Surrendered Podcast with, again, me, Shauna D. Harrison. And it is a brand new podcast, just like this one is. And um, you are just going to love it. And it is, doesn't, it, it's not geared towards moms. It is geared towards all women and men if they decide to listen. But it's definitely something that's going to literally change your life, help you to walk in victory in every area of your life, and bring lots of insight, lots of encouragement. It's going to bring lots of wisdom stories and experience and all of the things that you need to live victorious in this day and time. Listen, the enemy is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And for every single time that I come before you, I want to make sure that I leave you with the encouragement to build your prayer altar. I want to make sure that I leave you with the encouragement to put God first in everything that you do, in every way, put him first, and he'll go, he, he will direct your paths. And so be encouraged. And until next time, guys, if you don't do anything else, live surrendered.